In a world where medical doctors cover up your symptoms with drugs, you need a better way. Look no further. You found it. The Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast. The Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered as medical advice. Always consult a physician when trying to get off a prescription medication. Welcome to the Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Showalter. I am certified in holistic nutrition. I am not a doctor, and these claims have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration to prevent, cure, or treat any disease. So as promised last week, this week I'm going to talk about how to make your own probiotic foods. Now, probiotics are important because there's over 100 trillion beneficial bacteria in your intestine. There's actually more bacteria in you than you have cells. And they're important for everything from digestion. They Pretty much if you have a digestive issue, uh, they're involved. Um, they make up 80% of the immune system. They destroy harmful bacteria and other microorganisms. Um, they produce vitamin K, folate, and short-chain fatty acids. This is why uh, hospitals want to give your ba- newborn baby vitamin K shots because uh, the baby's digestive system hasn't developed to the point that it can produce vitamin K. But really, um, the reason they say that is because vitamin K is important for your body's ability to clot blood. But uh, what are the chances that your baby's going to be getting uh, cut. It's not very good unless you have a religious re- reason to uh, circumcise if you're Jewish or something like that. And if you're Christian, you shouldn't be circumcising. In Colossians 2, 11, 12, Paul talks about how baptism is the circumcision of Christ. And in Acts 15, there was a dispute in the early church about how whether or not the Mosaic law was required for Christians to uh, follow. And Paul was in much debate with these people. They couldn't settle the disagreement, so they called a council, a church council in Jerusalem, and they they said it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us that that Christians should not be burdened with the law of Moses. And then they sent out uh, letters to all of the churches around, uh, binding this declaration that this was not required. And they gave about three requirements, one from, like, from staining from food sacrifice to uh, pagan gods and from fornication. Uh, but they, they bound all the churches with this decree. And I often say if you're in a church that doesn't have the power to bind and loose like found here in Acts 15, uh, which Jesus gave to the church in Matthew 16 and 18, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever is loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. If your church doesn't have that, that ability then you're not in the church that was founded in the Bible, and that's why I'm Catholic. And you can read more about that on my Practical Apologetics blog uh, homepage, Why Be Catholic. Uh, and you find that at freemanpharmacy.com. The link is a shield with a Chiro symbol on it, similarly uh, for Christ. But moving on, these bacteria, um, there's actually beneficial bacteria all over your body, in your skin, even on your eye, and in your mouth, and it kind of makes me wonder, you see these ads that uh, Listerine and stuff like, wash your mouth out, kill all the bacteria. Well, you know, 30 minutes later, the bacteria is back in your mouth. The idea here is you don't want to kill all the bacteria. You want to have good bacteria, not bad bacteria. 
And this is where probiotics can come in. You want to be giving your body the beneficial bacteria. And actually, all I'd mentioned Weston A. Price's research before. All of the healthy traditional cultures that he found, all of them were eating some sort of fermented food. And I'm going to talk about two of those that you can make that are so easy, you're going to wonder why you've never done them before. Um, and those two are yogurt and kefir. Actually, it's technically it's pronounced kefir, K-E-F-I-R. I like to call it kefir, <laughs> even though that's not correct. So that's probably that's probably how I'll say it. Now you you can of course take probiotic supplements. The one thing to keep in mind here is your stomach acid can kill probiotics. So the supplement that you want to get, if you do go with a, go that route, is you want to get a supplement that can get past your stomach acid and into the intestinal tract where these beneficial bacteria can live. And Longevity has a product like that. It's called Root Beer Belly, and it's kind of like uh, sprinkles. And there's an encapsulated shell around the probiotic so that it can get past the, uh, past the stomach acid. Now, typically what you'll see on probiotic supplements is it might be like 80 billion uh, CFU colony forming units. And typically the higher number on there, the better, because that means there's more probiotics in there. But even uh, compare, if you compare one uh, probiotic supplement to a cup of yogurt or a cup of kefir, you get vastly more numbers in the trillions amounts of beneficial bacteria in the foods of yogurt and kefir com and compare that to the probiotic which is a lot more expensive. The difference here is the yogurt and kefir are not protected so you are going to lose some of the beneficial bacteria in your stomach acid. However, there are studies that show um, that the beneficial bacteria do make, some of them make it through the stomach acid into the intestinal tract and end up in your feces which is how they tested it. They, they looked at the feces and found that these beneficial bacteria were there after consuming yogurt. So um, they do make it through there, it's just not, we don't know how many actually make it through the stomach acid. Now you can go and buy yogurt, but what I found just looking at the numbers here, if you compare the amount of yogurt to the amount of milk, you're paying three times more for yogurt than you are for the same quantity of milk. So there's a financial gain right there. So I always like to find the easiest way to do things. So I'm going to tell you how the easiest way to make yogurt is. So the, the main thing with making yogurt, if you start out with a milk from the store that's already been pasteurized, you may or may not have to do this first step. The first step is to heat the milk up to 180 degrees or to a boil. And that part is very important in making the uh, milk structure coagulate into the creamy yogurt uh, texture. If you, ta if you try to just uh, heat your milk to 110 to incubate the um, beneficial bacteria with raw milk, you are not going to end up with yogurt. You're, there might be some there might be some yogurt clumps in there, but you're going to find that there's a clear liquid, and that's water and whey whey protein from the milk, 
it's not going to look like yogurt at all. Um, so uh, you, if you start out with raw milk, you have to heat it up to 180 or to a boil and then let it cool. And if you do that, you do not, if you do that on a, on a stove top, you have to constantly stir it. Otherwise, you can burn the milk on the bottom of the pot, and you don't want that. So you either have to stir it, keep it moving, and then let it cool down to 110, 115 degrees. Then you add uh, some, a little bit of yogurt from wherever you got it from the store. Put some yogurt into that, stir it up, and keep that temperature at 110 to 115 degrees. And uh, I like to just keep it overnight. Then in the morning you have yogurt. Now the tricky part is keeping it at 110 to 115. Now what, what I had read when I first started doing this on, online is people would take out the 40 watt bulb in their, in their stove and put in a 60 watt bulb and they said that kept, kept the stove warm enough. It doesn't, and at least it didn't for mine. I put a 100-watt bulb in my stove and put my pot right next to the bulb so that the bulb was touching the pot so that it was getting maximum heat. And the best amount of heat I got was 100 degrees out of that uh, that pot. So it wasn't, I wasn't keeping it hot enough in the stove doing it that way. The absolute easiest way is to do it in a crock pot. You can manage the temperature. You can take it up to a boil and then let it cool down to uh, 110, 115, and let that sit overnight. You can uh, the crock pot will automatically turn it on and off to maintain that temperature. So I found that that's the absolute easiest way to do it is to put it in a crock pot uh, and let it sit overnight, and then save a little bit of that yogurt that you made in the morning and save that for your next batch. Um, Typically, it also uh, has a better texture if you do let that milk, uh, that yogurt, cool down and then put it in the fridge and then uh, take it back out. It seems to have a better texture when you do that. And if you want to make Greek yogurt, you get like a, a cheesecloth and strain out the excess liquid of your yogurt mixture. Basically, you're just getting a little bit more uh, whey and water out of that, and then you end up with like a Greek-type yogurt. And kefir is just about just about as easy, maybe even easier. And I found the easiest way to do this is in a blender. So kefir doesn't require higher temperatures like yogurt. You don't have to heat it up to uh, boiling or 180 degrees. You can just keep it at room temperature. And it's the same process as uh, yogurt. You take a little bit of kefir from your last batch, put it into, put it in your blender, and let it sit overnight. The longer you let things sit, the more uh, tangy flavor you get. Because same thing with the yogurt. The longer you let it sit, the more tangy it gets because the beneficial bacteria are consuming the sugar. So the longer they are eating the sugar, the less uh, sweet taste that it's going to have and the more tangy taste that it's going to have. So the nice thing about doing the kefir in a blender is in the morning all you have to do is it's very easy cleanup. You can just turn your blender on low and it just mixes it, mixes it up. It's, it's more like a milk drink. It's not, it's not it, something you can scoop out like yogurt. It's, it's a drink. And when it's in the blender you can turn the blender on low and it just kind of 
blends all the um, the separated particles out of it. Uh, you don't want to blend it a whole lot because you can kill beneficial bacteria when you do that. But it it uh, evens out evens out your drink to a consistent mixture, and pour yourself a cup and drink it, and you just keep on doing that over and over again. Now, eventually, the, your um, your kefir uh, you start out with kefir grains. Um, eventually, the beneficial bacteria of the multiple strains in kefir uh, can weaken over time, and you may need to start over with a new uh, new start. But it's still really easy to do, is putting it into a blender. And I understand that like this might be easier to understand if you're actually visualizing something, like watching something on YouTube. Feel free to go to YouTube, and YouTube is very helpful. You, all you have to do is just type in how to make your own yogurt, um, and you'll see videos of people telling them telling you how to do it. Uh, it's not complicated at all. And if you still think, you know, I don't really, I don't really have time for this. Just I want something to help my digestive system. I don't have time. I don't, I don't really want to mess with it. Go with a probiotic supplement. It's going to cost you more, uh, but it is going to be easier. And the best um, probiotic supplement around is Longevity's Nightly Essence. It's got multiple strains of beneficial bacteria and digestive enzymes in there as well. So there you have it, uh, two easy ways to make probiotic foods, and this is Brian Scholler signing out, and we'll see you next time. To see the products mentioned in this show, head over to freedomfrompharmacy.com and look at this episode's show notes, and you can see all of the Longevity products by clicking on the store tab. The Freedom From Pharmacy podcast is owned by Easy Way LLC and is under Ohio Revised Code 4759.10i.